I am Emily Lyons. In 2011, without a high school degree and with no money to my name, I decided to start my own business. Since then, I've built several multi-million dollar companies and I don't plan on stopping. Being a businesswoman, CEO, serial entrepreneur, survivor, and general life enthusiast, I'm endlessly jazzed by the business of life, especially the stories of extraordinary people I've had the privilege to meet along my own improbable journey to success. I don't think it's fair to keep that privilege to myself, and I think you deserve to be utterly lifted and shifted by these people too. All inspiring people are inspired people, so get ready to be inspired. Today, I am joined by Zark Fatah. Zark is a life coach and the founder of the Alive Experience. The Alive Experience creates transformational journeys in some of the most beautiful destinations in the world. They are built to inspire, educate, and empower individuals to create a profound shift in the areas of life that are important to them, happiness, health, fulfillment, relationships, and purpose, which is a pretty perfect reflection on just how Zark lives his own life, filled with passion and purpose. But he wasn't always that way. For many years, Zark was a prominent figure in the nightlife and entertainment industry in North America. He opened and ran numerous nightclubs, as well as restaurants, luxury spas, music festivals, and much more, until he woke up one day on his 40th birthday, unfulfilled and questioning his entire life. That's what led him to leave ego behind, sell it all, pack up, move to Costa Rica, and start a new life filled with his purpose. Now, we can get so caught up in the comparison game, always wanting more. More money, faster car, bigger house. But at the end of the day, what kind of legacy do we want to leave behind? What is really our purpose? Zark shares his story with me today and steps that you can take to make sure you are living your best life filled with purpose. So Zark, all the way from the jungle, welcome. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thanks for asking me to join your podcast here. (laughs) So now, whereabouts in Costa Rica are you at the moment? So I live in a little coastal beach town called Nosada. It's uh, in the northwest Pacific side of the country. And I live in a little surf yoga town uh, with about population of 5,000 people. Oh, wow. So very tiny. Big difference from 7.7 million in GTA. (laughs) Now, why did you pick there? It was a vibe. It was a feeling. Mm -hmm. I uh, have traveled extensively throughout Costa Rica, all the way to the southern part of Corcovado, over to Puerto Viejo in the Caribbean, the rainforest in Monteverde, and from all the places I've been to, Nosada just felt like it could be home. And it is. <laughs> <laughs> so give us the backstory. I mean, for those who aren't familiar with you, tell us how this mm-hmm. how your journey started and how you ended up to where you are. Sure. Yes, just give a bit of context to that. I had a very successful career in entertainment and nightlife in Toronto. At one point, our company Capture Group Well, we created over 12 companies over our 15 years. And uh, at one point, we had over 300 employees. We were doing over 14 million a year in sales. And we had restaurants like Blowfish and Portland Variety, nightclubs like Maison and Century Room, which then became Everly. We also had Hammam Spa, Hair Salon. We were partners with Live Nation on Digital Dreams. So we had our hands in a bunch of different projects. And it was a fun, awesome career. Allowed me to travel the world, allowed me to, you know, experience the best of the best and, you know, enjoy a lot of the perks that uh, success provides you. And it was a really fun 20 years. And as much as I enjoyed it, 
I started to feel like life had more to offer. Hmm. I knew that there was more, there was something different I could be doing with my time and energy that would be more fulfilling. And hmm. I had that sense as a result of being involved in several charitable initiatives with our organization, the Artbound okay. Foundation, mm-hmm. where we have raised over $2 million and built schools in Kenya, India, Nicaragua, Guatemala, and, and soon to be Haiti when we're actually able to go there again. And through experiencing true fulfillment by being a contribution to people in impoverished parts of the world and seeing that our time and energy and utilizing our resources could alter and impact the future of children and families. So after getting a taste of what true contribution really meant and how I could use my influence, my network, and my resources to make a difference for others, I knew that there was something else I could be doing with my time that would be more fulfilling and rewarding. So I had a big turning point. I guess you could say kind of like that awakening, aha, or oh shit moment when I hit 40. It was uh, my birthday, August 17th, 2014. And I woke up that, that day and just I just knew something wasn't right. I knew that despite my success, despite all the things I've enjoyed and accomplished, that something just something was missing. And that was really that was my turning point where I decided, okay, you know what, if I don't figure out what isn't working. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be 45 or even worse, 50. And I'm going to be in the same spot. And what it looked like for me in that moment was, you know, I really thought I'd be married with kids by 40. And the Mm -hmm. truth is I was single and lonely. You know, I thought Mm -hmm. I would be doing something more fulfilling or rewarding for work. And, you know, I was still in nightclub four nights a week and, you know, and grinding away in the restaurant. And I thought I'd be well on my way to financial freedom. And the reality was I was hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. So it was really the perfect storm of personal and professional unfulfillment, nightlife and restaurants really not being as lucrative or as appealing as they once were. And, you know, me just being at that age where it's like, okay, well, what do I want the next 40 years of my life to look like? And that's what put me on this path of personal development, self-discovery. And I dove in deep. I participated in a course called the Landmark Forum. Mm-hmm. And in those three and a half days, I was blown away at what I discovered about myself, about why I always felt the need to, you know, dress flashy, drive nice cars, date hot, younger women, you know, there was this (laughs) lifestyle, there was this pattern, there was this behaviors that I was, you know, repeating over and over that just weren't really serving that goal, that intention that I had really set out for myself. So it was through the personal development programs that I got to see that, okay, you know, I'm living my life from a certain context and it's not that behavior. Those patterns aren't aligned with the life that I want to create for myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, through that journey, I changed the community. I was spending time with the content I was consuming, the countries I was visiting, you know, I really, you know, made a lot of tweaks and adjustments over three or four years that ultimately ended It resulted in me making a complete 180 in my life, which is essentially what brought me to Costa Rica. When I realized I didn't want to own restaurants and nightclubs anymore, I thought, well, okay, now what the hell am I going to do? I've been doing that for 25 (laughs) years and I'm really good at that and I don't want to do that anymore. So, you know, if I can create my dream job, if I can take all that I'm passionate about and combine that into something that would be really impactful and really purposeful for others. And for myself, like, what would that be? And 
you know, I've always loved to travel. I've been to over 50 countries. I love discovering new cultures. I love great food. I love adventure. I love fitness. I love learning. I love meeting like-minded people. So I thought, how can I take all of these things that I love and I'm passionate about and combine that with the experience of event planning, personal development, fitness? How can I combine all these things that I love to create something new? And in March 2018, I launched my new company called The Alive Experience, Mm -hmm. which is a wellness travel concept that offers transformational trips for people who are really looking for what's next in their life. For people who life is good, but they know that there's something in the way of them living a truly great, truly alive life. And Mm. I hosted my first retreat here in Costa Rica because it just made sense. You know, here there's abundance of coaches, facilitators, healers, energy workers. It's on the ocean. It's in one of the five blue zones of the world. Nosada itself, this town is built on yoga and surf and wellness retreats. So it just made a lot Hmm. of sense, which is also a big reason why I moved here. And Costa Rica, you know, it's been on the rise for many years, but it's in the last few years that wellness travel has really taken off, that people are like gravitating towards here. So I hosted my first trip here in March 2018. And it was on that trip that I realized like, this is what I want to be doing with my future. This is what I want to wake up and focus on every day. And I felt a passion come back that I hadn't felt in probably five or six years. Wow. You know, And it felt so good to wake up and actually want to jump out of bed and start working <laughs> right away because it's like I was really fired up and passionate about what I was doing. And in that moment, when I decided, you know, okay, that's it. I'm going all in on this. It's when I decided to close down Blowfish my restaurant of over mm-hmm. 15 years. And I knew that, okay, if I really want to do this, I got to walk away from everything that's holding me back in Toronto from doing this. And I went all in. Wow. Um, over two years, I created, hosted nine trips with the live experience in Muskoka, Bali, Tofino, Whistler, and then, and then multiple in Costa Rica. And this year I had Muskoka again, Kenya, India, and again, uh, here in Costa Rica, and those all, and in Bali, I was going to take group back there again, and all those trips obviously have been put on hold as a result Mm. of COVID now, and, and, you know, even as we have this pause, and as things are, you know, stopped for everyone around the world, it's given me this opportunity to really pause and reflect and ask myself, well, when travel starts again, and people are I think I believe and I know for sure people are questioning now more than ever, what the hell am I doing? What am oh, I here 100%. for? What's my purpose? What's life about? You know, mm-hmm. so I believe that not only alive, but you know, people looking for private one-to-one coaching, people looking for mentorship will probably 10x because people realize, okay, everything they've been working towards, that security they thought they would have you know, that one day, you know, I'm going to keep working and working. So one day I can do that. Well, everybody's realizing that that one day is not predictable. That Mm -hmm. one day is not guaranteed. So what is guaranteed is today now. So what can I do now to really enjoy my life? And, you know, it's been interesting because, you know, for me, when I moved here two years ago, I left my family, my friends behind back in Toronto. I was basically alone here with my dog. (laughs) 
like 90% of the time. And I had to, you know, when I closed Blowfish, I lost over a million dollars of my own money. Wow. I walked away from businesses. Yeah, I took a major financial hit when I moved here. And it's totally fine. I have zero regrets about that. Because for me, it was like, I couldn't still be a part of my businesses in Toronto and live here in Costa Rica. Like some of the companies just weren't aligned with my beliefs anymore and what I uh, want to create and stand for. Mm-hmm. And then some just didn't make sense and or just, you know, financially as a partner, it just didn't work. So, and that's a choice I made. I've got zero regrets about that because it's a price that I had to pay or I'll say it's just the trade-off, not the sacrifice. It's a trade-off I made so I can wake up five minutes from the beach, eat fresh mangoes every day and you know, just live in a community where I'm surrounded by people who actually want to make the planet a better place and support one another on this journey. So, and at the end yeah, of the so day, that's far more important than the monetary aspects of 100%, 100%. Because, you know, I remember standing on the, uh, so I was on the beach with my group during my first retreat, and it was about day six of our trip, the first retreat ever. And I see this group of strangers who, you know, a week ago, they didn't even know each other. And now they're hugging, they're laughing, they're crying, they're sharing, they're opening up. They're telling each other stuff they don't even tell their best friends or spouses back home. And in that moment, I saw how happy everybody was. And I knew like, okay, this is my new path. This is what Mm -hmm. I'm doing. And I remember as I'm standing there on the beach, I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, okay, I'm owed a million dollars. If I close Blowfish, renovate it, reopen, reinvest, how long would it take me to get that million dollars back? And the math worked out to be about eight years. If we were doing $4 million a year in sales at an 18% profit margin, it would take me eight years just to make my money back. And I thought to myself, there's no way I'm going to do this for eight years just to break even. Like, that just, I can't do it. And I asked myself, if somebody had said, hey, Zark, here you go. Here's your million dollars back. I asked myself, what would I do? I would buy some land in Costa Rica. I would start building my own retreat center. And I would continue to do exactly what it is that I was doing in that moment. So I thought to myself, well, if I just walk away from everything now, if I say, screw the money, I'm done. I'm going to follow my heart, follow my passion, and just focus on my purpose. Could I not build this company, get some investors on board, raise a million dollars, and build this retreat center in two to three years? And I was like, absolutely, I can. And it was that stepping into the unknown stepping into the possibility of the future, not the uncertainty or the fear, but stepping into all of the potential positive outcomes that could come out of taking that bold step Mm -hmm. that have allowed me to really thrive during all of this. And, you know, everything that I thought or visualized would happen if I took that step are now manifesting, which is incredible. I'm working on an unbelievable, like this is a project of my lifetime. I'm working with a developer here to build a conscious community of 50 homes that is literally going to be like our own private utopia on the planet. Oh, wow. It's amazing how when you make a bold choice and you take action, the universe will truly reward you for taking that step. And You know, I can give 20 examples of what has shown up for me in this last two years that have just supported this choice that I made and given me everything I've needed to make. Have you ever thought that it was the wrong choice? Have you ever regretted it? Not at all, because 
so what could have made me feel like, oh, I made the wrong choices if let's say, you know, like obviously I'm still connected to all my friends back home on social media <laughs> and I see them in their beautiful cars and their penthouse condos and popping bottles and having fun or you know, doing all the fun, luxurious things there are to do in Toronto, which are fun. Don't get me wrong. I love the restaurants in Toronto. You know, there's so many things about the city that I love. However, I say to myself, like, would I ever want to deal with the traffic, the construction, the sirens, the shootings ever again? Absolutely not. I start my day walking my dog on the beach. I start my day the way I want to start my day. I have complete freedom and time is abundant here because I'm not trying to keep up with anyone. I'm not in that high paced lifestyle that mm -hmm. most people inevitably become accustomed to while living in Toronto. There's a vibration and a density in the city that is so tangible when you leave a place like Nosada, you leave any place that you're surrounded by nature near the oceans, in the mountains, and you come back to a city, you feel that dense vibration. Mm. And after living out here and spending time in nature and just being in a whole different flow, no amount of money could ever have me move back to a city because what the city has to offer has no relevance to me anymore. I mean, I have beautiful cars. I have designer this, designer that. I don't even miss or need any of that stuff anymore. So for me, any regret I would have would be like, oh, well, maybe I made the wrong move. Maybe I should still own businesses in Toronto. Maybe I should be living that lifestyle. And it's like, absolutely not. You know, like I live a very simple, pure, chill life. And it's the most beautiful existence. And it took me leaving here and leaving everything behind to realize that life can be so simple and so enjoyable once we tune out all the distractions. Exactly. And rather than look for that external validation and those external stimulations, there is this beautiful universe inside of us that is the most interesting, fascinating, rewarding journey when we start to go deeper within our own selves and discover who we are in a way that we didn't know before. And it is a journey that can be challenging. It can be emotional. It can be obviously very beautiful. And I can honestly say I know myself on a whole different level that I don't even know if I would have been able to get that deep in Toronto because of the constant distraction, stimulation, hmm. and again, that vibration, you know, like, how did you that, mm. find yourself? Being alone, being still, mm -hmm. being alone, being still, having time to, you know, start my day without feeling that rush. You know, a lot of things that I teach my clients and we teach on the trips is, you know, stay off your phone for at least the first hour you're awake. Meditate, mm. journal, listen to that voice in you and listen to your thoughts, listen to your consciousness. We are able to receive divine guidance from our intuition when we actually just stop, find the stillness and listen. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's about also being willing to look in the places that you've been avoiding. You know, look in the shadows. What have you been hiding? What have you been suppressing? Why do you want that car? Why do you want that watch or that purse? What does that logo say to you about who you are? Mm -hmm. Who do you need the world to think you are that hmm. you're not willing to admit you really are? 
you know, and when you take all that stuff away, when you take away your job title, you take away your postal code, you take away the brand of your clothes, the model of your car, when you take all of that away, who are you? What's left? And do you like what's left? Mm -hmm. And if you don't, what are you going to do about that? So many people are unhappy, but they're too afraid to take any action, you know, especially hearing like changing your entire life. Somebody would say, I could never do that. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them? So are you willing to live in this mediocre existence, which will only get more and more mediocre <laughs> as time goes on for the next 20, 30, 40 years? Mm -hmm. Or are you willing to step into the unknown to do something about it so you could live a life that you truly love? Because that fear, that uncomfortable feeling, that whatever it is that you're afraid of, inevitably you'll have to deal with it. It doesn't go away. So it's either you choose to change now when you still have your youth, you still have your resources, mm -hmm. and you still have the future to create, or you can wait till you're 70, 80, 90, and as you're taking your last breath, you're going to realize, I didn't actually live my life. Hmm. I did what was safe, or I did what I was supposed yes. to. I did what I was told to. And that is a terrible way <laughs> to leave this existence thinking, wow, I didn't actually live my life. And you know, as humans, when we think about change, we always think about what could go wrong. <laughs> well, what would I do if this happened? You know, what would I do if it doesn't work? Yeah, it's true. It could not work. You might fail and it might actually work. You actually might be successful at that change. You <laughs> actually might find that, yeah, it, everything falls on its face and you're still okay. You're still alive. You'll figure it out. As human beings, we're incredibly adaptable. You know, we're seeing that right now with the pandemic. Yes. So many people's businesses coming to a complete stop. You know, you are seeing the finest example of entrepreneurialism right now as entrepreneurs are having to pivot on the spot, reinvent their business, redevelop their business model, and pivot to stay in business. And not to stay in business, but some are actually thriving. And I know there are some businesses that are getting completely decimated and I, you know, I feel for them. And, you know, this is a big wake up call for all of us to, to take a look at our businesses and ask, okay, well, how could we prepare ourselves for another situation like this? Because this probably won't be the last pandemic that we deal with in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. How do you, when people come to you and they're trying to find their purpose, how do you help them find mm -hmm. it? What do you tell them to do? Yes. Yeah, so most of us start off focusing on our outer purpose, which are goals and accomplishments, achievements, possessions, status to satisfy our ego. Hmm. So whether it be that job, that neighborhood, that car, that thing that gives us that external validation. And Many people will climb their first mountain and they'll achieve all those things that they wanted. And they're putting in 60 hour weeks. They're barely seeing their family. They're, you know, not taking their health. They're just grinding, 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 grinding. And then they get to the top of that first mountain and they look around and they realize, shit, this isn't what I thought it would be like. 
I actually don't like my view from up here. Hmm. And I'm on the wrong freaking mountain. Hmm. And then it's time to come down the mountain, go through that valley of transition, which could also be called the valley of shit because you go through <laughs> a lot of shit through there. And it's through that transition, it's through that valley that you actually start shedding and letting go and really discover who you are to climb your second mountain. And that second mountain is the mountain of purpose, fulfillment, contribution. Because when you have all the things, you've got all the stuff that you thought was supposed to make you happy. You just realize that it's just, those are things that you pursued to compensate for who you didn't think you were or where you think you might be lacking. And when a client comes to me and says, okay, you know, I don't like my life or I have all these things. Life is good. I want to live a great life. I don't love who I am and what I do anymore. You know, I always get them like first step is let's get clear on what are your intentions? What is it? that you want to create? What are your values? What's actually really important to you at a core fundamental value? Like mm-hmm. at your core fundamental self, not what do you think you should be doing right now because you're about to turn 40 or 50. What do you actually want to do for you? Like what lights you up? What way do you want to help change the world? What impact mm-hmm. do you want to create? Because at the end of the day, it all comes down to, will our life make a difference? Will our time on this planet have actually mattered? As human beings, we all want to feel significant because Mm -hmm. we all want to feel loved. We all want to feel accepted. And in order to feel loved and feel accepted, we first have to love and accept ourselves. And the common thread with all of my clients is there is an element of self-love that's missing that's impacting their self-worthiness, their self-confidence, and as a result, Because most of my clients are successful, driven, A-type people who've Mm -hmm. done very well. And no matter how much money they make, they're never going to make that hurt little boy or that hurt little girl inside them feel better about who they don't think they are. So we start with, you know, let's get back into your body. Let's get back into yourself. Meditation, journaling, spending time in nature, get reconnected to who you are, you know, Rather than looking for fulfillment in the outer world, hmm. start with start the inner world. Fulfillment with the inner world, absolutely. Because when you could love yourself, you are now capable of loving anyone. And when you could love anyone, then you can create whatever you want. Hmm. Now, who, how do you want to be remembered? What do you <laughs> want your impact to be? That I helped other people mm-hmm. discover what it means to be alive and impact the love that they give and receive in their life. That's really what it all comes down to is how can I increase the love, joy, and freedom on this planet for people? Beautiful. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And I know it's that super like cliche and very like, you know, I guess spiritually typical jargon or whatever, but the truth is it really all comes down to Love, freedom, joy, contribution. I mean, because at the end of the day, like, what else matters? Like, how Mm -hmm. many miserable millionaires do you know who got a shit ton of money? A lot. And they've got no friends and they actually hate their life, but they've got a shit ton of money. Mm -hmm. Great. Good for you. You know? 
also with this pause and I'm seeing a lot of people talking about, you know, an increase in anxiety. And I know that's something mm-hmm. that you talk about a lot, you know, myself, I've really been focusing, I switched my focus during this to health and wellness and just staying mm-hmm. mentally and physically strong. So right. how do you handle anxiety and how do you teach people? Like what are some of the key strategies that you, you tell people to do and yeah. how, could, how could they start them right now? Sure. So, you know, anxiety really is that fear of the future, fear of the unknown, fear mm-hmm. of what you've got to deal with. Like anxiety doesn't exist in the present moment. You know, anxiety can't exist in the present moment because there is nothing to fear in the present moment. Like often, you know, as we spoke about before, when you're fearful of the future, you're fearful, you're scared of this thing that you're imagining that's waiting for you. Hmm. that you're going to live into. And the truth is, is as we're living right now, we have no control of the future. There's no certainty of what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So anxiety is really, uh, so to like deal with anxiety, it really comes down to shifting your mindset, shifting your perspective. Like what you're fearful of potentially happening in the future is purely imagination. Like mm-hmm. as many people are experiencing, you may have a really amazing career, getting paid good money. You think you got job security and a global pandemic happens. (laughs) (laughs) There's no certainty. So when you can live in the moment, be grateful for the all you have, gratitude and anxiety cannot exist in the same moment. So for my clients who deal with anxiety, you know, part of their journal practice is to express gratitude Mm -hmm. for what they are fortunate enough to have. You know, and when you start to feel that anxiety, you need to ask yourself, is what I'm afraid of right now, is what I'm fearful of actually reality? Or is it something that I'm just imagining? Mm-hmm. Because just as you choose to imagine the worst case scenario of a situation, and you can imagine, oh my God, everything's going to implode and I'm going to be like homeless. As easy as you can imagine that, you can also imagine the best case scenario, and just how awesome things could be and how amazing things are just going to unfold for you. And it may sound easier said than done or may actually sound too good to be true. But the truth is, is when you start living from a place of a positive mindset of envisioning great things in your future, you elevate your vibration. You now start calling in those beautiful, fortunate, high vibrational things that you want for your life, whether it be, you know, a new job a new career, a healthier body, whatever that may be. If you start living in fear, the scarcity mindset, letting the anxiety take over, you're now calling in that vibration. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's more than just visualizing and thinking it. You also have to take inspired action. You also have to take a step towards that positive future you want to create. So when the anxiety kicks in, is this real? Am I actually going to experience what it is I'm fearful of? And the answer will probably be no, because again, we go to that worst case scenario and we could choose to have a different perspective at any time. Mm-hmm. I journal, I try to every day. And it's one of the parts that I do is, yeah, I list the things that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I only started that part, I think maybe January, but something that I found really interesting when I was looking back is it's never monetary things that I've listed. No. 
I mean, there'll be things like I'll say like a fridge full of fresh food. You know, I'm just Mm -hmm. so thankful to wake up and have all this beautiful, fresh produce to make, you know, a big smoothie. And it's like the things that you're actually like so grateful for Mm -hmm. are so small and not things that you spend so much time worrying about and striving for and and thinking that you want, you know, Mm -hmm. my family, my friends, my dogs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A a walk in the sunshine in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. The birds wake you up in the morning, you know, or (laughs) whatever those simple things, because, you know, at the end of your life, when you're taking your final breaths, are you going to think about, oh my God, I remember in 2019 picking up my new Mercedes. (laughs) Oh, what a moment. No, you're going to think about, wow, the first time, you know, my kids said my name. Or that family trip we took together where, you know, some, it's about the memories. It's about the experiences. It's about those moments that mm-hmm. truly make life worth living that we have gratitude for. And, of course, it's not wrong to be grateful for having financial abundance or for mm-hmm. having a nice car, for living in a beautiful home. That's good. Good for you. You've probably worked very hard to have all that. Great. And you're fortunate to have it. Awesome. However, it's like keep in mind that those things those material objects can also be gone in a matter of weeks or months when something like a pandemic hits, right? (laughs) So it's good to be grateful for it. And it's also important to realize that, you know, those things can be fleeting, they're temporary, and they're actually not what life is really about. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. Great. You know, and it takes sometimes traumatic incidences to understand that. 100%. 100%. I'm sure you know people as well who are living in a beautiful two or $3 million home with a beautiful car or two in the garage and they can't even use them. Like they're just stuck inside this beautiful prison because the world mm-hmm. is flipped upside down, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I have a, fr- a friend and he's got hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe a billion. And he's got this gorgeous place in New York City, but he's stuck there during the pandemic because mm-hmm. he has diabetes as well. He grew up very, very wealthy and they had a cook and a cleaner and all the things all the time. So he had access to tons of candy growing up and it gave him diabetes by the time he was 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. But now he's super, super healthy, but yeah, he's stuck in his place and it's like all the money in the mm-hmm. world doesn't matter. Right yeah. Now. And for people who are stuck during this time, you know, it's a beautiful opportunity to really like with all the distractions and with all the, toys and perks and all the things that we would normally use to sort of suppress any negative feelings or stuff that's coming up when we're bored, we're frustrated, or we're lonely, or we're anxious. People now have to like face that stuff at home. And mm-hmm. it's an amazing growth opportunity for so many people if they choose not to just drink, smoke weed, and watch Netflix all day. <laughs> you know, like this is an opportunity for them to come out of this, you know, not just surviving, but actually thriving. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And I've really loved that aspect of it, you know, every day just really focusing on my health. And I realized how crazy unhealthy I was, you know, I thought I was healthy. Really interesting. Okay. You know, I don't drink and I don't smoke, but I would Mm. wake up and not eat anything substantial until noon. I'd wake up, get on my phone, get to work. And then, Mm. you know, like I'm starving by 11 or something. And then I eat something easy, but it's, you know, like I have a banana and Mm -hmm. a salad or something, but I wasn't eating Mm. nearly enough. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like overworked and the go, 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 go aspect of it all. And no, it's just been a wonderful 
pause. And mm. I've been staying with my mom and my brother in Shropshire because they both have lung diseases. So my brother has cystic fibrosis, and my mother has very bad asthma and COPD that she got as a child from secondhand smoke. And so I've really wanted to keep them safe. That was my immediate, you know, first thought was I got to get here. I got to keep them indoors. And so, yeah, just the time I've had to spend with them uninterrupted, just, you know, and you never get that. Like I I haven't had Mm -hmm. time like that since I was a kid with my mom. And if this had not happened, when would you have actually made time to do this? I know. And that's the thing I don't think I ever would have. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's many blessings that are going to come out of this pandemic that we may not see just how valuable they are right now. But five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road, we're going to look back and say, wow, that time that the world stopped completely Mm -hmm. changed my life in such a beautiful way. I said that to my mom and brother yesterday. We were going for a drive just around the river. And I said, I'm going to miss this when this is over. I'm just going to miss this time together. And (laughs) And it doesn't have to be over, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's no no reason why you can't still do that once a month, right? Mm -hmm. It just requires you to be intentional about it and take action that's aligned with that vision that you have Mm -hmm. to hold on to that connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really commit to it. So you mm-hmm. had mentioned earlier that where you live is one of the five blue zones. So one of the, mm-hmm. the blue zones are the areas in the world where people live the longest, correct? Yeah, highest concentration of centenarians in the world. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know there's the one, Okinawa, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one. About, and where are the other yeah. ones? Loma Linda, California. Okay. Center, no, not, sorry, it's slipping. It's sorry, sorry, one of the... Italy? Sardinia, there you go. Yeah. yeah, Sardinia here in Nicoya, which is the region that I live in. And then one of the Greek islands, and I always forget Caria. the name. There you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, so those are the fun. Very yeah. interesting. Lately, I've been reading a lot about that and mm-hmm. why that mm-hmm. is, you know, but because obviously there's studies done on those areas extensively. Mm-hmm. So, all but one have in common that they are by the water. Hmm. And I don't know if Loma Linda has a body of water nearby. However, they're all near the ocean. The centenarians eat a primarily vegetarian and fish diet. They are all warm places for the most part. I mean, I don't know how cold it gets in Okinawa, but they're all for the most part warm. And I've actually, I wrote a blog about the blue zones and about the characteristics that are similar between them on the Alive website that I can share with you. And they're places that also there's a very relaxed lifestyle. Like here in Costa Rica, you'll hear people say, puro vida, puro vida. And, you know, it means a pure life. And it means people are, people are more focused on the being as opposed to the doing. Like, you know, in North America, it's always grind, 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 hustle, hustle, like they live to work as opposed to work to live, you know? And I don't know if that same mindset, that same perspective or lifestyle is shared in the other blue zones. However, I would imagine that in Sardinia and in the Greek island, there's probably a very similar vibe and pace to life. Mm -hmm. And I would assume that, you know, by dealing with less stress, dealing with less anxiety, you're dealing with less sickness. Mm-hmm. And of course, 
the diet's probably a huge component. You know, you're not getting mm-hmm. the, because you're not so busy, you can take the time to eat the great food. And it, a lot of it's grown yeah. there. And, mm-hmm. you know, with the depletion in our, in our soil and the quality of the food that a lot of us get, you know. Yeah, I think yeah, that would probably be a big aspect to it. But it's very, it makes me want to move to one of those places. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm working on an amazing project here in Costa Rica. If you yeah. ever want to, you know, move to a blue zone and <laughs> grow your own food on a farm, have oh your own God, horse, you know, be near be? the ocean. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be heaven on earth. And I'd love to go there and rescue dogs. I think that would be my dream. Mm. Yeah. Although the dogs here are all really well taken care of. You don't see too many strays around. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. This is a type of place where you can bring your dog anywhere with you. And it's not uncommon for someone to own three dogs. Yeah. It's a <laughs> well, very, I have three dogs. Dog so. <laughs> place. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> and here your dogs can come to dinner with you. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Your dog just chills by your table. Yeah. It's really, really a dog friendly place. Your it's dog's amazing. stunning. She's Thank gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> Samoyan, right? Yeah, she's a Samoyed, originally from Siberia. She's a sled dog, so you can understand when she's running down the beach here in Costa Rica, people give her a second and then third look and be like, what the hell is that polar bear doing here (laughs) in Costa Rica? And uh, yeah, she loves it. She's got a lot of friends, and she enjoys her morning and sunset walks. Yeah, it's a beautiful dog's life here. She must get hot, though. Well, we go out in the morning around 7 a.m. and then back around sunset. Like during the afternoon, it is too hot for humans, never mind a Siberian Samoyed with a double (laughs) coat of fur. So, yeah, during the afternoon, she just chills in the AC. So I had a question I I remembered I wanted to ask you. Mm -hmm. So if you were looking back, you know, Mm -hmm. young Zark, what would you want to tell him when he's starting Mm -hmm. starting his path? Would you want him to take the same path that he did? Absolutely. I would not change a thing. What I would tell him, though, is just enjoy every moment. Be there Mm. for it. Soak it up. Like, really, really be present and enjoy every one of the freaking awesome things that I've done. Because Mm -hmm. I have lived such an extraordinary, dynamic, exciting life. And I'm so, ah, what's the word? I don't want to say ashamed or I just wish I would have appreciated each one of those moments to its Mm. fullest because that lifestyle I live in, all those awesome things I've done, I don't have a desire to do them again. However, at that point in time, I don't know if I realized just how freaking lucky I was (laughs) to be there doing that with those people in that moment. So the advice I would give, you know, the 28, 32-year-old Zark would be be present and just enjoy it all. Mm -hmm. Because, look, I've made a lot of money. I've spent a lot of money. (laughs) I have made some financial investments and some things that, you know, one may consider mistakes or, you know, foolish decisions. And I wouldn't change a thing because if I still owned all the real estate I did in Toronto, or if I had maybe not opened a few businesses that didn't do well, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'd be in a very different financial place. and. Maybe when I woke up at 40 on August 17th, 2014, rather than sitting in the reality of where my life was, I would have booked a weekend in Miami or Vegas, gone down with a bunch of friends, drank and partied my ass off and suppressed that realization. 
hmm. a little bit longer, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes often that's what money can give us. Money can give us the tools or give us that temporary relief from what we're really feeling. And mm -hmm. because of that perfect storm, I really was impacted on that day to a point to make those changes. And if my financial situation had been different, who knows, maybe I would have stuck it out a little bit longer and then had this realization at 50. Who knows? But like I said, I got zero regrets. It happens when it happens. And you know, when it does, you just got to be brave enough to step into it and be ready to take on what the universe has waiting for you. Hmm. So now where can people find more about you and about the Alive program? Mm -hmm. Sure. So my website, zarkfatah.com, Instagram at zarkfatah, and that's Z-A-R-K-F-A-T-A-H. And I'm sure it'll be in the podcast notes below. Uh, the Alive Experience is thealiveexperience.com. As I mentioned, trips are all on hold for 2020. Mm. Next year, there will be trips in Costa Rica. I'm hoping to be able to do the trip to Kenya next year, where we'll be working with the WE organization to fund and build another school project. And then also, I'm now offering private one-to-one -one coaching for people oh, wow. who are looking to find their path and purpose in life. Yeah, when COVID hit and my trips were put on hold, I had to ask myself, well, how can I continue to serve people? How can I continue to be a value and still be on this path of purpose with intention? And coaching is something I've been trained to do. Uh, I've had hundreds of hours in professional coach training, and it was something that I was not ready to step into yet due to my own self-limiting beliefs. And I had to get over myself. I had to get over me saying, well, who's going to pay me to like, listen to what I have to say. And it sounds Isn't so funny because I've spoken in front of 2,200 people at the Sony center. I have people mm -hmm. who hit me up daily asking for advice. And here I am asking who's going to pay me to coach them. And the minute I <laughs> we said, all have hey, the imposter center. <laughs> exactly. Right. And the minute I posted, you know what, I'm now available for private coaching for those who want to discover their purpose and make that change in life. I had six clients sign up in a matter of a couple of weeks. And at that point I said, okay, I'm good with six for now. You know, let me sink into this before I expand my client roster. And, and I'm really enjoying it. You know, I love how deep I get to go with my clients on a week to week basis, the amount of progress and change that can happen in such a short period of time is incredible. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my clients just a few weeks ago, he cooked dinner for his wife and three kids for the first time in his life. He cooked a meal and wow. he was able to prepare dinner for his family alongside his wife because he just, he grew up very pampered and spoiled. And he said it was one of the proudest moments of his life. He never even would have thought about or had the balls to do it because cooking was just something so far out of his scope. And I know that's a, a very small example, but when we talk about the memories that you will remember at the end of your life, mm -hmm, that night cooking dinner for his family will be a memory he never forgets. And the fact that I was able to coach him and empower him to take a step to cook dinner for his family and just you know champion him that he can do it. The fact that I could be that person for him and that his relationship with his wife and kids will be forever changed because of the work that him and I do together, there is nothing greater I can do with my time during this lifetime. My time and energy, I don't know what else I could do that would be more impactful or rewarding. Mm -hmm. I think it's a beautiful mission. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate the support. So there's also my email, Z at Zarkfuta, but through the website, through Instagram, I'm pretty easy to find. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me and sharing a bit of your mm. incredible story. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for, you know, inviting me to participate here with you on this. And I'll be back in Toronto this summer. So if you want to get together, grab coffee. Wonderful. I would love if that. We do that. If we do it from a safe <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be good to see you and catch up again. I would love that. Person. Well, thanks awesome. again, Sark. Talk soon.